TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Way back and gone. Touch them all. It's Touch Them All. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed saying Touch Them All. It's Touch Them All on ScoreNorth.com. I'm Rami Makhlouf along with Score North Twins reporter Derek Wetmore. And uh, just a couple days ago, Derek, we were talking about really speculatively which is not an easy word for me to say, speculatively, about Craig Kimbrell and the uh, Minnesota Twins. And uh, you you got pummeled in the debate against really the entire station. Pummeled? It start, it start, well, it started on Touch em All, and you were all alone there. Manny, uh, Phil, and myself all saying that we would go in on a Craig Kimbrell deal in the neighborhood of three years. And what what was the proposal that Phil put on the table? Was it- well, Phil wanted five and a hundred, but the last two were options. So okay. it's three and 60. Three and 60. Um, well, now it's a little bit more than speculation because there are multiple reports, including John Heyman, who says that there are six teams in on Craig Kimbrell, the closer, formerly of the Braves and the Red Sox. And those six teams are the Phillies, Nats, Red Sox, Twins, and of course, the mystery team. Derek Wetmore. The there's team. there's always a mystery team. Somehow, some way, there's always a mystery team that can drive up the price. And a report out of Atlanta says that the Twins have a three-year, forty-five million dollar deal on the table for Craig Kimbrell. Interesting. Now you weren't in on three years at sixty million. You were all alone, but you weren't in on three years. Sixty million. Would you be in on three years? Forty-five million. Does that soften the blow enough for you to be okay with that signing? It does, but I still stand by. Like it's not about average annual value for me. I still stand by the timing of this. That I think if the Twins do go for it at three and forty-five, I would think that signals another move to be coming. Whether that's in July or that's the rest of this winter, we'll see. But my sense is right now that the Twins would be content if they were done. And it's probably disappointing to hear if you're the Twins um, fan base. But if you're going to go sign a lights-out reliever who, as we all know, all relievers are volatile. You can sign them for a three-year deal. You can give them the Araldus Chapman money. And one year, you might just get nothing out of them. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say you're paying too much at 15 mil a year over the next three seasons. I just hey, that's think... a bargain. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and it's kind of sad for, you know, I've argued for years and years, and I'm one of the baseball stats nerds on the internet who says, like, well, you're not getting an efficient spend with this contract. <laughs> and yes, I do sound like that in real life. But I'm just kind of sad that that um, mentality has trickled up to front offices and now players are getting hosed because that's not fair. I, I I want the star athletes, the product, Major League Baseball's talent pool to be getting this money and not necessarily just lining the pockets of owners. So from that aspect, I'm a little saddened by the trend in baseball. But if you're looking for an efficient spend, to quote myself, I think that $15 million would be fairly easy to recoup in terms of, of value. It's a long way of saying, though, Rami, I think it's more about is this your time to really step down on the gas pedal? And everything the Twins have done up to this point leads me to believe that they don't think that it is. Well, two questions for you off of what you just said, Derek. One, uh, we were talking about this a little bit yesterday when you talk about how the money is being spent and spread around in Major League Baseball compared to how it, it was being spent and spread around really in the recent past. I mean, you can look back 
three, four years ago, and there was still crazy money being thrown around to, to free agents every offseason. To me, it seems like, Derek, that the players and the players' union were ahead of the owners and ahead of the game a little bit in terms of how players were evaluated and valued in the offseason. And with analytics and some of the brighter young minds that have gotten into the front offices of, of Major League Baseball in the last few years, they've sort of caught up and have realized that the money that these guys have been getting in terms of the, the wins that they produce, and it goes much deeper than war. I mean, yes, there are things deeper than war if you're mm-hmm. a baseball nerd. The, the, the wins that they were actually producing was not worth the money that they were spending. So front offices and ownership are just sort of catching up to, to the players in terms of evaluating and valuing these guys. And to me... It, it makes sense, and while I usually take the, the employee side in any sort of labor dispute, this is one instance where I look at it and I go, yeah, no, ownership and management are, are kind of doing the smart thing, and yeah. this is maybe a little bit overdue in, well, in Major League Baseball. I, yeah, and I, I am totally with you. I, everything you just said lines up perfectly with how I think about it. It's still as much as, I guess I look at it this way, you don't hate the player, or the game, just hate the rules of the game that are screwing the players, <laughs> right? But if that's you're a different spin on that, yeah. that expression that I've ever heard, that's right. Right, uh, you should see the bumper stickers. <laughs> I think, though, like I look at this from a player's perspective, and I think, yeah, this isn't fair. Uh, not that, not that the 34 year olds aren't going to get rich anymore. That's fine. I, I think that once you're 34, your your value to a team, to quote Thad Levine ask any woman in the world and they'll tell you after 31 a guy is pretty much useless <laughs> and uh, he actually said that at twins fest this weekend i was like looking around over my shoulder did he say that so I, but the problem is that you're still getting the 21 year old superstars being paid a half a million bucks right and that that to me is where i'm just that's a little, the flip side of it so. I, I, i'm grossed out by the rules of the game but if these are the rules of the game front offices should exploit them. To me, the compromise in this whole thing is to avoid a labor dispute, hopefully. The owners, they sacrifice maybe three years and say, okay, instead of six years of team control, you can be a free agent after three or four years of team control. And then on the flip side, the players have to give something themselves, so they say, all right, let's cap let's cap contracts at five years or six years rather than these eight and ten year deals that players have been expecting for a long time, which almost always takes them, like you said, past the age of 30, 31, at which point there are diminishing returns on those contracts. I know it's a lot easier said than done when you come when it comes to labor disputes and, and negotiations, but to me that's that's the compromise that makes sense. That that's where both sides are giving up something, but also sort of sort of getting something and it, I think that fares well for the long-term health of the game and and really benefits both sides in, so, in some way. As you talk about 3 and 45, it sounds like you're definitely in. You're in yes. on 3 and 60. Well, I was in at 3 at 60. Yeah. yeah, 3 at 45 is a bargain in my eyes. So I still look at it, yeah, probably a good contract for the Twins. And if you're Kimbrel, that's got to be awfully disappointing, right? If you come into the offseason as the premier closer on the market where... Two years ago, you were maybe looking at free agency and saying, oh boy, am I going to get rich. <laughs> and, and now you just know that's not going to happen. You know that there's a, a limited market out there. Apparently, this report out of Atlanta saying six years. 
or I'm sorry, six teams that are even in the mix for one of the best closers of his generation. It's kind of crazy, but also not super crazy when you look at how many teams are not trying to win the World Series. Uh, so we can, that that is a multi-layered debate, and we could talk about that for probably like two hours. But I, I'd bring it back to this, Rami, and maybe this is even another talker. Mm-hmm. We've kicked around this in the office a little bit this week, and so I'll bring it to the podcast that... We're talking about Bryce Harper. I came on this podcast at the beginning of the offseason and said Bryce Harper or bust, and I got laughed at, and then it kind of became a little more serious I as wasn't time went here on. Yet. Right. Um it was in the works that I was coming here. Yeah. And I saw that tweet and I LOL'd. <laughs> okay, well, hey, we know where you stand. So wait, hold on a second. So you want Craig Kimbrell at three and sixty, yes. but you don't want Bryce? Not at not at not well, at the time that you had made that proclamation, it was still assumed that it was going to be an 8- or a 10-year deal that sure. he was demanding. A very rich 8- or 10-year deal. And with that being the case, no, I, I don't think that that would be something realistic or even smart for sure. the Twins to do. They don't have the luxury and the margin of error of those diminishing returns after the age of 30 or 31, like the Yankees, Cubs, Dodgers, teams and markets like that do. Cubs yeah. can go sign a U Darvish expecting three bad years out of him because they have the, the payroll flexibility and the margin of error for when that thing starts going bad that they can make up for it yep. in other spots on the roster. Yeah. The Twins don't have that. But, but... I'm not laughing at you so much anymore because it seems like the 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 price has probably dropped, or at least the number of years that he's looking for have probably dropped for Bryce Harper to the point where a team like the San Diego Padres, reports are today, are getting in on the Bryce Harper sweepstakes. And damn it, Derek Wetmore, I say that if the Padres <laughs> are in on Bryce Harper, then why not the Minnesota I know. Twins? I, I'm, I'm getting right behind you on this one. Such a similar spot, too, and they had, there was talk about Manny Machado and the Padres earlier this winter, too. It's like, they've got this loaded farm system, and they're not very good, but they could be if you just start adding a bunch of great players who are young. Oh, interesting. Just so happens that this year's free agent market features two of those players, so... I, I'm with you. If the Padres are in, the Twins should at least be considering it as well. The weird thing is the Padres did just give big-time money to sort of like the anti-analytics guy in Eric Hosmer last year. Like, Eric Hosmer's a good player, but he got paid like one of the game's premier superstars, and he's just sort of a, a – in that class of players, he's just sort of a guy. He doesn't right. doesn't move the needle for me anyways. And anyway, I think that the Harper-Machado – sweepstakes not coming to Minnesota, and I, I am willing to bet you good, solid money that is not coming to Minnesota, I think it opened up an interesting question in my mind, and that is that if the Twins are looking at this as, you just mentioned the Red Sox and the Dodgers right. and the Yankees and the Cubs, they can afford to be wrong is how I look at it. They can afford that uh, Adrian Gonzalez and Carl Crawford and whatever, big, John Lackey, big, big, big contracts, and it's like, oh, well, Hit the reset button. That didn't work. That's right. they can do that. Right. You can afford the Matt Kemp contract the first time around before Matt Kemp was good again. It and and it, you could just be wrong, and you can get away with that if you're in a huge market. And the Twins, I think, this is my read on it, Rami. I think that the Twins view, rightly or wrongly, that they can't be wrong on that. That if you're Derek Falvey and you're hinging your baseball career, honestly, on how well this Twins thing goes for you. 
you're making bets on guys like Byron Buxton and Royce Lewis and Alex Kirloff and on and on down the list. But if you think that you can only fire that bullet one time, you get one shot to retain a premier superstar from outside of your organization. I looked at that at the beginning of this winter and said, well, Bryce would be a pretty good bet. He's 26. The bat will play. Even if you have to give him an eight-year deal, that's fine. You'll get a window in there at some point where your World Series relevant, and now you've got Bryce freaking Harper in the middle of your lineup. I thought that would be a perfect lineup for the Twins, even if they are not ready to win the World Series today. However, I've advanced my thinking. Just based on everything I heard from from guys like Falvey and Thad Levine and even principal owner Jim Polad at Twins Fest over the weekend... It sure sounds like the Twins think they're going to get one opportunity to sign that player. Right. And they're trying to time it perfectly. Right. Fast forward this thing ahead, Rami. If it's not Bryce Harper this year, he's 26. If it's not Manny Machado this year, he's 26. I started looking ahead at the free agent classes of 2020, of 2021. If it's not Bryce, if it's not Manny, then who? And I've got a couple of names for you. Throw them at me. Let's just, let's just go year by year, because if we think the Twins are going to take their shot next season, 2020, number one with a bullet for me at the top of that free let's agent class. with free agent names. Toss them at me, Derek. What more? Nolan Arenado, who will be 29. Ooh. Just signed. I saw this on uh, MLB Trade Rumors, yeah. actually. $26 million deal for one, one year in his final season of arbitration with the Rockies. Nolan Arenado is a legitimate superstar, and he'll be 29 next year as a free agent. That, that could be an interesting bullet to fire if you're Minnesota. But if he's making $26 million this year, you got to think you're looking upwards of 28 to $30 million in in the years to come. And again, this is a guy who's approaching age 30. Sure. So how many years do you want to give a Nolan Arenado approaching age 30? At the at the price tag of 28 to $30 million. I'd give him, I'd give him five years and $150 million. I'd pay him 30 a year without blinking. But... Is that going to be your guy? Is third base your biggest hole? Is he going to still be a good third baseman at 35? That Those those are all fair questions. I'll give you the rest of the 2020 list and we okay. can move on. Garrett Cole is 29. Chris Sale will be 31. Ooh. Xander Bogart's 27. Pretty young. Probably not the same sort of premier as, as no, Nolan Arenado. But a good player. Yep. And again, he, he's he's younger than the rest of the guys on That's that right. list. That's right. He is the youngest on this list mm-hmm. that I have in front of me, actually. Uh Anthony Rendon, 30. J.D. Martinez, kind of that bat first guy, 32. So that's maybe getting up there. Yeah. That's that's maybe a little... I might be out on that. They um, would have to be ready to contend now. Or, yeah. Well, next season. Yeah. If they're going to go after a J.D. Martinez. And I'll be honest with you, depending on what happens with Buxton, what happens with Sano, what happens with some of the guys who are coming up through their system right now who, who may be ready by 2020, I don't know that the, the possibility of them contending for for an American League championship, getting to a World Series, and then who knows what happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's that far out of the realm of possibility. A lot has to go right, Derek, but am I crazy in saying that? Oh, no, no. Okay, so maybe, I mean, depending on how this season goes, maybe J.D. Martinez is a guy who makes sense well, in the middle of the Twins line. And I'll season. give you another yes and, because I know you're, you're a comedy guy. I don't know if you do a lot of improv, right? I don't. Okay, all I right. Don't. So, improv but you, is always either terrible or great. <laughs> There's no in between with improv. Usually the great is because it was so terrible. But <laughs> So I did a little, a tiny little bit of improv. I don't mean to like throw myself into that arena. But right. yes and, you're familiar with the principle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm taking your premise and saying, 
And it, it also depends what happens this year with a guy like Nelson Cruz. Because keep in mind, they've got an affordable team option for Nelson Cruz. If he has a great year and you don't think at 39 he's going to have fallen off the cliff, which he sure doesn't seem to think that he will, then how much of an upgrade at DH is J.D. Martinez in 2020? I, so he's not exactly the name I have circled on the list, but it's just one of those possibilities. I think I should say, too, I think that he would have to take one of the outs in his contract. Like I don't think it was just a two-year deal with Boston, but he showed up on on the list that I was pulling from. Uh, a few other names that are worth at least mentioning, but probably not going to be that superstar um, that superstar bullet in the chamber that we're talking about here. Paul Goldschmidt will be 32. He'll have just come off a great season for the Cardinals in his final walk here. Yeah, of course. Justin Verlander, but he's 37. Steven Strasburg, Josh Donaldson, Madison Bumgarner's 30. Uh, Jonathan Scope will be a free agent again. Aaron Hicks and uh, Marcelo Zuna. Marcelo Zuna is actually 28, but he's like a, not this superstar caliber that we're talking with the rest of these guys. I don't know. Does any other name jump off that list to you for 2020, or should we look ahead even further? Um, doesn't jump off the page at me. I mean, there there are. I mean, just about everybody on that list makes your baseball team better yeah. than, than what it is now, and and at the right price. Those are all guys that I would check in on. None of them really jump off the page to me the way that a Nolan Arenado or a JD Martinez do, obviously. And sure. I think that's that's what Twins fans are looking for. They they've gotten the Nelson Cruz types of signings. They want that big splash. They want to be in on the the bigger names on the free agent market. So Arenado and J.D. Martinez do something for me at the right price and at the number of years, and that's granted that some things go the Twins' way this season, and they're ready to take a step. Chris Sale or Garrett Cole? Yeah, Chris, do those guys I'm do sorry, it for Chris Sale is another guy who, who does jump I'm off. I'm a little nervous because of the pitcher thing, but at some point you got to throw caution to the wind and right. go get aces. Right. If, if you're going to sign an ace because of the way that baseball is currently structured, like we were just talking about, yeah. they're probably going to be at the very least in their late 20s, if not early 30s. That's just the reality of Major League Baseball and, and when guys are allowed to hit the free agent market. So this gets interesting for 2021. If you don't think you're quite ready to fire that bullet in 2020, or, or you are ready, and you're so ready that you don't need to fire that bullet. Actually, I should say that Thad Levine's quote was pretty, uh, I think it was illustrative. He was talking at one of those town hall things I was telling you about, Rami. Yeah. He's basically entertaining the crowd for an hour up on stage um, I can't remember who was emceeing this one, but they'll have like a Corey Provis from WCCO or Twins Radio Network doing the uh, introductions and, and fan questions and all that stuff. Or Chris Atterbury did one, Dick Bramer. So <laughs> can't remember how it came up, but Thad was talking about the timing of signing one of these. And he said, we believe that it's not about, you don't sign one of these players to jam your fingers under the windowsill and between the pain and the... The, the pane of glass on the windowsill and, and <laughs> Jimmy open the window. Right, That's yeah. not what this is for. Yeah. This would be for when you're already projected to win the Central and you're looking to step on someone's throat. Which I think is the smart way to, to operate if, if you're the Minnesota Twins I mean, in, in I, a market like Minneapolis. I just love the killer instinct of that. that right. So many, they're getting panned right now on social media for not being aggressive and for coming up for every excuse to not spend Jim Polad's money. And then Thad Levine says something like that, and you're like, oh, he's a wolf. And I do think that signings like Nelson Cruz, if 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 that goes well and if other things on the roster go well, Buxton and Sano, then and you have that affordable team option, signings like Craig Kimbrell 
are building you towards getting that point, yeah. getting to that point. I said this to you the other day when you were saying it's not time to 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 get that that lights out guy in your bullpen. That they're just not there yet. So why spend the money on it there? And, and I said, well, you're not going to build that lights out bullpen in one off season. You sure. get you get a cornerstone now in Craig Kimbrell, and you add pieces around it. And by the time you get to that point that you and Thad Levine are talking about, where the window is wide open and you can step on the throats of the rest of the AL Central. You all. This is how you get to that point okay. by adding Nelson Cruz's, by adding Craig Kimbrell's, adding pieces that are good but aren't the aren't the the big splash names like we're talking about. Sure. Right now. Yeah, I I could see that. I think they're accounting on a lot of that to come from internal development. But right. There's there's more than one way to skin a cat. If if you happen to be in the business of skinning cats, which is kind of disgusting and appalling, actually, when you think about it. Unless you're a taxidermist. And even so, you're like, why did you have to skin it? Couldn't you have just stuffed it? I, I just, I can't get over that one sometimes. I don't want to get too deep into it. Don't you have to skin it to stuff it? I'm not sure how taxidermy works. That's right. I think, I think you have to skin it to stuff it, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Uh, we'll do some research and report back. <laughs> <laughs> for the next episode. Thank you for taking that and running with it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I really enjoy this show with uh, add, adding you and Phil. Phil's head is like boxing gloves on, it seems like, all week. Yeah. And so if that's... He's ready sign, for a fight. I mean, if that's a sign of things to come, let's go. It's like, <laughs> we're going to throw down a couple times this year. Um, this, to, to your point of like, yeah, stepping on the throat, uh, skinning and stuffing a cat, or right. whatever metaphor we're using yeah. for winning a World Series... Mm-hmm. 2021 gets pretty interesting because I believe that one. Well, what, let me let me save the top two names because I would sign either one of these guys in a heartbeat and I'd let them name their price. But there's some starters that'll be available in 2021 if if that's the route you want to go. Trevor Bauer is super interesting. He could win the Cy Young this year, but he said that he'll only sign one year contracts. So I don't. He's know. an interesting dude. In yeah. That, in that respect. So maybe let's just skip him for a second. He deserves his own full episode. Mm-hmm. Other yeah, pitchers sure. would be uh, Jacob Degrom, Carlos Carrasco, Marcus Stroman, Blake Trainin. Um, I mean, Jacob Degrom, you can stop right there. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I mean, he will be thirty-three, but like, hey, you got yourself an ace. Jimmy Nelson's on this list. James Paxton. Uh, Masahiro Tanaka, if you're going a little bit up the age scale. Yeah. There there are some interesting pitchers in that class, if that's how you want to build it. Position player side of things, JT Realmuto, who's going to be 29. Andrelton Simmons, going to be 31. Uh, let's see, George Springer's on this list. There's, there's some good position players. That but it might be. And again, this is all contingent on some other things that happen with guys that are already in the Twins organization. Sure. But those names that you just listed off to me there, that might be the time, the right time to strike for the Minnesota Twins. Oh, I agree with you. And it, it, that's if you don't get no I know Twins fans don't want to hear wait two more off-seasons. But yeah. that, that might be the, the right time to strike. If, if you're looking to step on a throat, these two names would uh, help you get that done. Uh, have you heard of this next guy? But he's going to be 29 years old. I I don't know if his contract is fully up or if there's just an out that he can take. 29 uh, year old Mike Trout will hit the free agent wire. I've never heard of 2021. Him. Oh, he's he plays his games on the West Coast. Is he a good baseball? They're player? not on national TV that often, so I couldn't hardly blame you. <laughs> he plays with Shohei Otani though, so you know. You know heard of that guy. It is really a travesty how little people get to see Mike Trout. It's crazy. Dude. I don't know if you agree with me, Derek. He is the LeBron James of baseball yes. right now. Yes, yes. He is head and shoulders above all his peers. 
And the fact that we don't get to see him more often than we do, and part of it is that he's on the West Coast, and also who really cares about the Angels. But right. I want to see more Mike Trout. I, I want him to end up somewhere, whether it's in the Central Time Zone or in the Eastern Time Zone, where he's on in prime time and, and gets his just due and gets the attention and the props that he deserves. That yeah. guy is just off the charts. And like I said, he is the LeBron James of, of modern Major League Baseball. Well, I always get the MLB TV package. And yeah. so last year I was like, okay. You so want to split gonna, that this year? Yeah, let's go in on it. I'll see if we can expense it to the Touch em All podcast. That would be great. Uh, we'll say, all right. I would watch the Twins, of course, and I'll be at a lot of the Twins' home games. But then I'm also going to watch... I wanted an NL team, so I picked the Rockies last year, um, just to kind of keep up on things. So I can confirm Nolan Arenado's a great player. If uh, the job. numbers... Thank you. <laughs> I've got a crack research That's team. That's why we have that. you here. That's why you're our baseball guy. The other team that I was going to pick in the American League was the Angels. So I watched a couple of Shohei Otani starts and like seeing him as a DH, and it was super fun. i got to tell you... My eyes were bigger than my stomach on that one because by like April 20th, I was overwhelmed with too much baseball to watch. And I was like, no, 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 I I better just pay attention to the Twins and and pick pick my spots with the other games because this ain't going to work. I'll try to stay a little more devoted to it this year. But the uh, Carter, Derek. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for the advice. I'll I'll get back to you on that. Uh, Mike Trout is a free agent 2021, and the other name, and this How might be... How be at that point? 20, Not that it matters. That's a guy who I'm willing to gamble on sure. be productive into his later years. 29. How will he be at that point? He's going to be 29, oh, ripe man. old age, so if you gave him a six-year deal and pay him whatever the heck he wants... Whatever he wants. Give him target field. I'd do the same for this guy. I'd give him the key to both cities, Minneapolis and St. Paul. A 28-year-old hitting the free agent market in the same offseason as Mike Trout. Boston Red Sox, right fielder, Mookie Betts. Oh, my goodness. That is the class right there. Man. So so that's what, and, and I should say, too, 2022 has got some really interesting names, but let's not get too far out ahead of ourselves. I think that this whole Bryce Harper, Manny Machado thing, we might have got lost in the sweepstakes a little bit of, why wouldn't you try to make your team better? You've got money. Go spend. If you think that you've got one bullet to fire, you're not necessarily choosing between Harper or Machado or nothing. You're choosing between... Harper, or Machado, or Nolan Arenado, or Mike Trout, or Mookie Betts, or Francisco Lindor. It's like, pick your window, find your age, go get a superstar. If the Twins don't do that when they have the option, they deserve to get roasted. But I think if they're just preserving their flexibility to go take that shot at a Nolan Arenado next winter, for example, then I think that their strategy starts to come into full view a little bit better. I think that's a good place to end because uh, Twins fans listening in their cars just drove off the road yeah. at the prospect of Mike Trout or Mookie Betts in a Twins uniform. Dude, imagine how much ground they'd cut. Mookie Betts in right field, Eddie Rosario in left field, Byron Buxton standing in center field. That's, Nothing would ever land. That's no, Nothing no, would ever land. No doubles. Ever. Yeah. Ever, ever, ever. <laughs> if there is a Craig Kimbrell signing here in the next day or two, I'd imagine that we will reassemble for an emergency touch them all podcast. He's Derek. Derek Wetmore, I'm Rami Makloff. You've been listening on scorenorth.com.